What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Welcome to another episode of Meta Sidekicks. My name's Liv. This is M. M. Say hi. Hello. And we're your sidekicks to all things metaphysical, spiritual, paranormal, and everything in between. As psychic mediums, twin flames, and best friends, we dictate that we get to say all of the things about all of those things. So there. So. <laughs> does a straw have one hole or two holes? She's drinking with a straw, so. <laughs> I would say two. Uh huh. What about a donut? <laughs> You're welcome. That is your dilemma of the day. I'm gonna say a donut has two holes too. So fight me, unless it's very, 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 very flat. At what point does it not have two holes? <laughs> Actually, no. Even if it's very, 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 very flat, it's still gonna have two holes because there's one hole on one side and one hole on the other. Okay. What about a tunnel? Do you go through two holes or are you in one hole? <laughs> I think there would be two holes. No, there's only one hole. In a tunnel? Yeah. If you can come out the other side, then there'd be two holes. But you're only going through one hole. Well, you have to go through the other hole if you go through the other side. But I'm. it's the same hole. What no. changed? No, it's, it's a different hole because you're coming out a different side. Yeah, but it's still touching the same hole. It's still two holes. No, it's not. <laughs> if if there was a giant rod that was hollow, mm-hmm. then if there was a hole smack dab in the middle of it, like when I eat a hot dog, I like to eat the middle of it so everybody knows that it's mine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know where we're going with this now. <laughs> then there's only going to be one hole in the hot dog, one hole in the rod. Like right in the middle. I don't know where the hole is now, so the hole's the hole is in the middle. So like okay. Okay. The straw, the hole's in the middle as well. (laughs) No, there's a hole on one side and a hole on the other. Uh Uh-huh. Why the we're talking about paranormal (laughs) stories of a medium today? (laughs) Which is the things that Em and I have experienced as psychic mediums going through haunted houses and talking to lovely people like you in your readings. Yeah, we're going to ask random questions to each other and see if we can come up with a story to answer the question. Yeah. So, first question. Which reading was the reading that convinced you were a psychic medium? That convinced me I was a psychic medium? Yeah. Like, at what point did you have a reading and you were like, oh, I get it now, you know? Let's talk about how insecure I am in my mediumship. None. <laughs> that is a lie. Um, <laughs> I know it's a lie. I feel like every reading is a solidification that I am a psychic medium. Okay, which is the first one then? 
Sniffles, if you knock down my Snapple apple, I'm going to be upset. Ew, it peed on me. It's delicious pee. It came out of one hole. <laughs> yeah, because there's only one hole in the straw. <laughs> there's two openings in one hole. How about that? Yep, that's different. <laughs> Isn't it? <laughs> it could be different. No, it is. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what, what what one reading solidified that for me. I feel like every reading is a solidification for it. Yeah, the first one then. I don't know what my first reading was. I mean, I talked to you. I talked to Aunt Lil. That was kind of cool. Because I don't know who she is. I still don't even know what she looks like. I think you might have shown me a picture to her. You. I mean, that convinced me pretty well. Because being able to read to your friend is way scarier than reading a stranger. <laughs> well, then tell the story. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Em and I were in her basement after, like, did we had form? Had we had form metapsychics yet? I think we were still just talking about it, but we weren't actually doing it. Yeah, because I was setting up a cage to get chinchilla. Because we had just taken the road trip that sparked the influence. No, that was before we set up the cage first. Oh, really? I wow. Think so. I don't remember what no, cage you're we were setting up. No, you're probably right. We were setting up a cage, and you have to set ago. up the cage before we were just you up get the, cage. the chinchilla. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would get the chinchilla and then set up a cage. I don't think I've ever been that prepared for an animal we before. We drove 14 hours. When was I going to do that? I don't know. I'm just <laughs> telling you how my brain works. I would have driven 14 hours and then set up the cage. I'd be like, shit. And that's why things <laughs> don't work out for you. <laughs> No, it works out. It just is a little bit different. Anyways, so we're in the basement and I was like, hmm, holding up this chinchilla cage. Like there's this potato salad Mm -hmm. that sounds and smells delicious to me. It tastes delicious. I see like I could hear like people talking and like kids having fun. And I saw in my mind's eye because I don't see things physically usually this like hill like green pond lake area with like trees, like a picnic-y type-esque thing. And I was like, um, do you know, do you have like a family reunion or something? I don't actually remember like the first thing I asked you, but I know no, I you explained were like, it to you. Do you know someone that has really good potato salad? And I was like, let me tell you how big my family is. <laughs> I'm the Italian family. Everybody makes potato salad. That doesn't tell me anything. <laughs> potato salad sounds really good right now. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I know I remember I told you all of those things. What did Aunt Will have to even say? I don't really remember. I just remember the potato salad. And then I well, ended at up that having point, a reading with your mom. You were like, this potato salad. And I just started telling you names. And I told you Aunt Lil, because that was the most recent thing that had happened. And you were like, no. <laughs> and then you had a reading with my mom. And my mom was like, it's Aunt Lil. And you're like, oh. <laughs> so I guess it really made you believe you were a medium. So, <laughs> it was an interesting time. Every reading's different. And every time I have a, I mean, sometimes there's readings that I'm like, I'm not a psychic medium. This was so horrible. It was terrible. But then like someone leaves me like a really good review after a reading that I thought wasn't great. And I know it sounds weird, but I feel like my perception of a good reading and someone else's perception of a good reading is, like, completely different. But that's just, like... Well, what was your first reading? Not I, for metapsychics, just in general. Oh, I talked to Abby's grandmother, my friend Abby, who was on one of our videos. So when? her... I think it was actually one of her great-grandmothers. I think I might have been, like, 12 or 13. Okay. 
maybe 15. Do I don't remember. It was when you were a medium then. No, not at so all. Who were you talking to? Well, <laughs> I knew my mom was a medium and I knew I could talk to dead people, but I didn't know the difference between psychic medium, medium, psychic. Like I just was existing <laughs> as a pubescent child. Uh-huh. Tell that story. <laughs> okay. So my other friend that isn't Emily is, uh, her name's Abby and she has lots of siblings and I would always go over her child or like her house as a child is like the one house I could ever go over to and have like sleepovers as, as, as a sheltered child. But her, she has lots of brothers and sisters. And it was when her last sibling was born, we were at her church and it's the only church I've ever gone to in my entire life ever. And we were there for her youngest siblings christening or like yeah I think it was a christening and it was cool because so we're sitting in the pews and it was really really pretty because I like I like churches that like let light in on the sides with like the stained glass windows and stuff and that's what her church is like and they have this little like portable christening thing (laughs) I don't I don't know it's like a big mixing bowl that's fancy and like made out of granite and then it's on this like pedestal type thing with like rolly wheels and it like you plug it in and the water like moves or something. I, I honestly don't know. So I'm sitting there in the church pews with Abby. And I think it was her great grandmother had just passed. And I know she was really close to her great grandmother. And her great grandmother had been to all of the baby's christenings because she has a big family. And it I know her mom and like other people were sad about it. That she wasn't going to be there to see the last baby and everything. So it was cute when I was sitting in the pews and her mom walked up with their new little sibling and this woman and I saw this one actually physically which is weird that might have been like one of the times when my gifts were changing more to like not seeing things so physically Mm -hmm. but there was this woman and I could just see the outline of a woman in white and she had this sort of like swirling like white dress around her and she was there for like the whole christening and once everything was done with the little ceremony and whatnot and the baby's forehead was wet or whatever. <laughs> I just remember like getting all of the other f- senses and feelings of that's Abby's great grandma. This is who she is. And she's here for the baby. And I remember she like looked at me and smiled and I was like, no, she knows I'm here. <laughs> well, duh. <laughs> and it was like the scariest thing to tell Abby because her family is more religious and I don't want to like being the like weird stepchild of their family that's like obnoxious and not religious. I didn't want to like overstep boundaries because that's their family, not mine. Um, So I remember being really scared talking to Abby about it, but I never told her mom. So. Got you. But yeah. And I think when I told Abby, she had mixed feelings about it, but I don't know what her feeling. I think her feelings about it now are a little bit like more accepting instead of like upset or like, you don't know my grandma type thing. (laughs) (laughs) That's weird. Yeah. So she didn't look like a person. She looked like a ghost. Mm-hmm. She was Weird. like completely white and you could just kind of see things through her. But I just, I knew who she was and I physically could see her there. She was there for like three to five minutes because it wasn't a very long christening. Got so. you. When I see people, they look like normal people. The only reason I know that they're not there is because I didn't see them get there or I didn't see them leave. Uh, well, you know, like when you're in a church and the sun comes in through the windows on the side and you can see it kind of like a prism of light. Yeah. That she was like in one of the prisms of light. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> so she looked Wild. like an 
outline of a person in the prism of light, like yeah. right next to her her daughter. Weird. Yeah. It was really cool. <laughs> that was probably one of the more metaphysical medium things that I got. So that I think like other people might like their reality of mediumship is like that all the time. That was like the one time it was like that. Your turn. I want to ask you a question. Yeah. I should never be an interviewer. <laughs> I know. Because every time we do questions things, you talk. <laughs> I ask questions because you can never think of any. Oh, you asked me this in the video. So now I get to ask you, what was your scariest thing this year as a medium that you experienced? Okay. From a soul or just in general? Both. <laughs> okay. So the scariest part. The scariest thing that we've done this year is uh, when we went to the Truckee River murder house with the haunted side. Go check out the haunted side. His name is Patrick. This is Patrick. <laughs> we like to talk about him on our podcast because we don't think he listens. So hi, Patrick, if you're listening. <laughs> but we went to this Truckee River murder house that was like abandoned um, and it's in Nevada. So we go through this like a little fence thing and walk up to the house and there's like this weird shadow guy dude that's like six feet tall that like welcomed us into the house because he was standing at the door <laughs> we walked up there mm -hmm. and we did a live stream there and if you guys are interested in the live stream you have to be a patron because we put the uh, replay up there. But Liv and I were doing the uh, SS method where it's like sensory deprivation where we have the like little spirit box thing, noise canceling headphones and like a blindfold. And I was sitting on like the first story, but there was like a basement underneath me. However, there weren't any walls. So I was basically standing on like the foundation of a house without walls. And I was sitting at the like very far end and I was blindfolded and listening to the spirit box and I was getting a combination of words from the spirit box to audibly or clairaudiently hearing people's voices being like blown through this little valley because it's like mountains are surrounding us and you could just hear the voices of the valley being blown through the wind. So I would get like bits and pieces of Hi, my name is... And it would blow away. So while I was standing there, I was hearing a combination of different souls. There was a woman sitting next to me and the woman was the one that was like, my name is... And then the voice just like blew away from the valley. But she was the one standing behind me. And then there was like a little boy that was like crying for help that was like further behind me where the river, I believe, is... And then all of a sudden I started hearing footsteps clairaudiently coming from my left hand side and I just didn't say anything because I was like, that's not real. That's <laughs> not happening. And then right after I hear footsteps, all of this stuff, I don't even know if anything moved or shifted, but I could hear all of this stuff like what sounded like shuffling or being ripped off of the little platform I was standing or sitting on and I could feel it through the floor because obviously I'm in noise canceling headphones and like can't see anything but it was loud enough for me to hear over the like sound of the spirit box and I could feel it in the floor of something like rubbing against the foundation that I was sitting on 
So my interpretation is, oh my God, something is getting on top of this foundation with me. And my immediate response was, it's probably some scary thing that lives in Nevada, like a tarantula. Uh, well, I was saying like a big dog thing, because when we got there, there's like these huge paw prints at the like foot of the basement entryway. So I was like, whatever the hell made those footprints is getting on the foundation with me and no one is saying anything to me. Oh, a coyote. So I take all of my stuff off and stand up and that's, we had like a flashlight set up. After I stand up, after the flashlight turns on, which was weird because it should have, if I caused it, it should have happened while I was standing up. So I go over to live and I was like, did you see anything? Because I swear to God, something got on that platform with me. Mm-hmm. Did anything move? Because yeah. I still don't know what yeah. happened. No, you were there and it sounded like there was a mouse or a mole or like something really small on the rocks like underneath you. So I wasn't worried about it while you were doing your SS method. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, because there's these rocks that make up like they're pushed up more so up against the basement of this place that's falling apart all these rocks start clattering to the ground and I'm like, okay, now that's like, that must be like a raccoon or something. It's not a mouse. It's like a raccoon or something that is climbing out from underneath the basement and making these rocks move. And there was not a goddamn thing there. Yeah. Cause I literally heard footsteps five minutes before that, like going through like sandy tree stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's what we were covered in his sand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was like a mouse or something like skittering under the rocks. And then when it moved bolt, like the, I mean, they were like rocks, like the size of my, the palm of my hand. So like things you could throw. And I was like, okay, that has to be a raccoon or something, but I didn't think it was big. So when I got up and looked and there was nothing there and then you stood up, I was like, that's some ghostly shit. <laughs> Yeah, because there was not a mouse, not a coyote. There was, the only thing that was there was an owl in the tree. Yeah, so what was that? Did you see it with your medium brain? Oh, I thought it was a man that was walking up the side of the of the rubble. Was it a dude, though? Yeah, he was wearing, like, a tan shirt, and he was in his, like, late 40s, early 50s with, like, a handlebar mustache. Why did he move all that stuff? Because he had a lot of, like, angry energy. Oh, so he was a scary dude? It was more, he kind of gives me like cop vibes a little bit, like old Western cops. Okay. And I feel like he might've been walking over to where we were. Cause he's like, you guys shouldn't be here type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think he was like malignant or anything. Just it was horrifying. Oh no, mostly- I'm not saying it's not. Well, I mean, I know it was horrifying because I literally thought there was some like wild animal that was going to like rip my throat out and no one was saying anything. Oh, yeah. No, I made sure there wasn't any animals. You're okay. <laughs> There was no animals. That's just Solomon, angry man, stomping up the side of the dirt. Yeah. And it's weird because in situations like that, you're like medium brain and you're like normal brain, like click on and off. And you're like, wait, I'm so confused on what's happening. So I was mostly focused on making sure that there actually wasn't an animal, like physically coming up the side to where you were. And there was not. Yeah. Because most people were like in the live stream, you should give Emma a break. She's scared. I was just cold. (laughs) Yeah, it was cold as tits out there. <laughs> I was freezing my ass off. But yeah, I wasn't scared there was like a soul coming to like take my heart. I was more afraid of a giant wolf-like thing ripping my throat out. <laughs> yeah, no, there was just a grumpy man who started walking up it, but I I was making sure there was not a thing coming to eat you. 
But I promise you, it did not sound bigger than a fat raccoon. <laughs> so. Okay. Next question. You don't have a question for me? Yeah, I'm going to ask you a question. Oh. That's what I'm saying. I thought you were asking I'm thinking, me <laughs> what my next question was for you. No. And I was like, oh, I next question. I'm much. thinking. <laughs> what is your favorite soul that you talk to? Um, or most interesting, whatever one you want to do. I had a soul tell me that now that he's passed, because when he when he when he was sick before he died, he didn't look the way he felt, and that was very hard for him. And I was talking to his daughter, and it was hilarious because souls can use things that I have experienced in my life. So it's kind of like if someone walked up to you and said, "All right." I need you to give a presentation on how to cook a chicken, but here is one file folder of cartoons, and this is the only images and feelings and sensations and smells that you can use to convey to these people how to cook a chicken, and it's mostly Avatar cartoons, so (laughs) that is what it's like when a soul is trying to communicate through me. They only have this filing cabinet of things that I've experienced to try and convey messages to me, so... Usually when I see people, I see like aspects of them, not necessarily exactly what they look like because that's not necessarily super important for the topic of everything. Names, super hard for me too, but I see aspects of them and get feelings of who they were or specific things that they did or have done or things that have happened to you. But this one was super specific because the guy was not only hilarious, but he, I have to make sure that my my like, what is it? Um, the, the pop culture, that <laughs> my pop culture is correct. Cause it wow. was when this happened and it blew my mind. Cause I'm also horrible at pop culture references. hundred yeah, percent horrible. So he basically wanted me to tell his daughter that he now looks like how he feels. And I guess it's funny because the, this is actually what he looked like or who he was similar to when he was alive. He's like, I just want you to tell my family that I look just like John Belushi. (laughs) And he showed me like the only movie that I know that John Belushi is in, which is animal house when all they do is like party in college and stuff. And he's like, I drink with my friends now and it's fucking great. (laughs) And he's like, just so you know, I am the life of the party here in heaven. And it was just wonderful to me because John Belushi is such a like, gem of my psyche that this soul pulled out because he's like it's me john belushi i'm like no it's not why are you doing this to me it's a me i'm audio exactly and i just loved it because i've never had a soul tell me really like a certain like somebody that isn't a cartoon character and it's correct i feel like and that just really stuck out to me and i thought it was hilarious Mm -hmm. so now it's your turn Mm -hmm. did you have a reading this year or last year, whatever, since you learned you were a psychic medium, yeah, that made you feel like your gifts or your abilities were going to like the next level, like something that hadn't happened before, like the way you received information or the way a soul or spirit showed you something and you were like, that was really cool. I've never done that before. Probably my first reading with Janelle. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so before I started doing tarot readings professionally, literally the day before I opened readings, 
I like told Janelle, I was like, I need to read you because I'm scared. (laughs) So I read her and her brother, Russell, which, you know, both of these people. And, um, this was the point in which I didn't know I was a psychic medium at all. (laughs) And I was just telling her all the things that I thought were happening, but That's when I was talking to, I believe, her spirit guide, but I don't know necessarily that I, like, saw them or anything, but she asked me specific questions for tarot, and I read her tarot and felt like there was someone sitting across from me, and they were giving me visual information that wasn't on the tarot cards, so, like, they were showing me different aspects of people that are going to come into her life, and visually showing me how the information in the tarot card is going to affect her life so it was more than just the like information on the tarot card and then right after that I read Russell which is her brother and I did a similar thing with Russell the first thing I got with Russell's reading is a spirit guide and the spirit guide was very like prominent Usually for Janelle, I see like a yellow female spirit guide that talks about things. And yellow spirit guides are usually like very emotionally driven. They're like emotionally intelligent, helping beings. But for Russell, I see this spirit guide. And every time I talk to him, I see the spirit guide. He has like long, dark hair. And he describes himself as the like a nighttime breeze. So he has very feminine characteristics, but is male presenting. So he kind of has both, like a balance of both of these energies, but is more keen towards the feminine side because again, he's associated to the moon and he was describing different aspects of the reading to me. So again, that was before I like realized I was a psychic medium. So it was like weird that I was getting this information. I was like, this is just how tarot reading works. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. I'm and the, the information I was getting was correct, seemingly. <laughs> what was the question that you asked me? Because I forgot. <laughs> you did something that you were like, oh, my abilities are going to the next level. I've never had something explain things to me this way before. Yeah. That's cool. I'm proud of you. Seeing spirit guides in front of me. Like a tea party. (laughs) That I thought was normal for other tarot readers. 100%. Yeah, no. Okay, Liv. I'm going to steal yours since you stole mine. What is the most heartwarming reading you've ever had? Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. 
every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I cry in a lot of readings. Does that make them heartwarming? Um, I don't know, like, heartwarming off the top of my head. I really liked the one, I wrote about it in Discord, and it's somewhere in there in the, the dives of the Patreon Discord of... I was talking to uh, the wife of a man and she wanted me to tell her daughter that her husband needed her, her daughter to make this like stew or something that she used to make for her husband. The wife did when she was alive because it would make him feel better because he's been a little like down because she'd been gone for a while, like five, seven years, I think. And um, it was really cute because at that time I hadn't been married yet and I was thinking about like relationships and what it means to be married and things like that because my husband and I now come from families that are not where you have like two loving parents your entire life there's like stepdads and ex-stepdads and moms and moms that aren't there and dads that aren't there and just horrible like family dynamics for the most part so for a long time I was thinking about like what is marriage and what does it mean like should we actually get married does it mean anything should is it just a construct like I don't understand and just feeling very unconfident in the whole thing of like, do I deserve to do this with somebody? Am I hurting them? Could I hurt them? Just stuff like that. So since souls know, see, hear, and feel everything, that's how they're able to give M&I information about you, even things that they haven't experienced physically because they were already gone. But you, it's hard to remember that sometimes souls aren't just there to give the other person or like our clients are reading. Sometimes they give us a reading too, which is probably like the most beautiful thing because they teach us a lot of things during readings. But the coolest thing that happened was she was telling me the soul was of this woman that her husband needed a little bit more like TLC from her daughter because she couldn't do it now that she was gone. And it was cute because the soul knew that I needed some sort of reassurance towards marriage and like what it's like. So she showed me how much like 60 years of being married with somebody or like 50, I think it was like 56 years or something they were married. It was a while. And um, she made me feel what 56 years of marriage feels like in like 10 seconds, not even three seconds, two seconds. (laughs) And I was like, shit, I needed that. That was, that was for me. And that was fucking beautiful. So that was probably one of the most heartwarming things because I explained it not only to my client who was her daughter of like, this is how much she feels for him. And like, it isn't his time yet, which is why he's been dealing with this for a while now. But like all of that love isn't lost, even though she isn't here. But she also let me experience that to make me feel a certain way about the things that I was going through personally. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was pretty heartwarming. It was really cute. She, like, hangs out with her sister in heaven, and they, like, hang out at places that they really liked. Their house is, like, a cross between the summer home that they had and their home home, which is cute. Oh, wow. Yeah, I think you've told that story on here before. Yeah, I really like it. Mm -hmm. Because it's also about me. (laughs) Well, I just think that, like, people don't understand all the time what what mediumship is for it's for peace and clarity and it's to give that to someone else but sometimes souls give it to us too so it's pretty cool 
Now I have to think about another question for yeah. you. <laughs> um, is there anything in a reading that you experienced that you wouldn't want to experience again? Like something that you had to sit down with your spirit guides or spirit and be like, hey, that was not cool. Don't show me that shit that same way again. Like, have you had to draw a line between yourself and spirit in the past year of like where you feel like they overstepped their boundaries of being able to use you to communicate with things and people? Um, I don't really like getting things for myself, but I don't have a story really about that that I am willing to share on the internet. (laughs) 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 But that's really the only thing because I know you like think because when I started telling you that I started getting information about how people die, it doesn't bother me because of the way in which they give me the information. It's just I don't want to know things about myself that haven't happened makes sense so how do you deal with that though do you just tell them is there like a certain way that you tell them like fuck off i don't want to know those things don't tell me don't tell other people i just tell them i don't know how do you do it is there a way to do that well i just tell them in my head i don't know people always think that there's like some fancy doodad i'm like what are you talking ritual that you have to do for things and i'm like nope i just tell them in my head guides (laughs) they're not like a bully i'm not gonna (laughs) you know yeah no people people on the internet <laughs> just don't know that though people literally have asked me like well if i want this or i want that how do i tell my like do i have to like burn a candle or like do some incense or like write it on a piece of paper and then like burn it or something and i'm like you could really do it naturally do that if you want to if that makes you feel better but you could also just say it in your head if you have an inner monologue or you could say it out loud whatever makes you feel better my dude yeah, you got another question since that one was <laughs> interesting. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've ever, I don't think I have anything else for that. It's just, I don't like getting future things for myself. Do you think, how, okay, how do you want your gifts to change? Do you feel like there's a way that they're shaping that you're going to be able to do something that you couldn't do before or something fun like that? Or if you could ask them to make it, a cool thing like I always used to ask to talk to animals and now I can so well I want them to teach me how to know the difference between me and them because I know there's a lot of psychic mediums that are very visual so they're like if you get the information really really quick then it means it's from spirit however I think in thoughts and a thought does not have a process so it happens as fast as if a spirit were to give me a thought so learning how to differentiate information from spirit versus my own thoughts is hard can you do that Mm -hmm. all the time i don't think i can do it all the time sometimes i think that it's not it like it might be me but it's not okay then how do you know I get accessory clairs to the information. So, for example, if I'm uh, talking to a plant and a thought intervenes in my mind that isn't my own, I will have other feelings about it. So, like, Robert here, my snake plant, he uh, would like more water even though I watered his ass last week. And usually he likes to be put in a corner and forgotten about. And now he's like, I need more water. (laughs) And... When I get that information, I feel that it comes from a more masculine sense 
I also feel like I'm thirsty. Like I can feel like when you take a a cold drink of water and it like slides down your throat. That's what he also makes me feel like. And I feel a sort of anxiety towards it as well because he's like, now, do it now. <laughs> so Interesting. I know all of those things are not me because I'm sitting here enjoying a Snapple apple through a blue bendy straw. <laughs> so <laughs> I am not thirsty. But yeah, if I'm getting information from Thennel, my dog, say for example, my sister-in-law comes over and watches her for a couple hours or just hangs out, does whatever. As soon as I walk in the house, I will see a phone really close to my face and I will hear Tessa's voice in my head and I will smell Tessa in a way that I do not smell Tessa. (laughs) And then there's feelings associated with it of like, this is what she was showing me. (laughs) And I don't have to be like staring at Thunnel or really close to her, but I know all of those things are not my own because I don't smell Tessa like Thunnel smells Tessa. Okay, so how does the flow of information work for you? Do you see things and then know about them? Or do you know about them and then see them? It depends on the soul that's talking to me and how they decide to utilize my clairs. Because 90% of the time for me, I know about something and then my spirit guides explain it to me with the other clairs. Yeah, that's valid. However, the reason why it's different than what you're saying is if I get a knowing about something it can either be my own thought or their thought and then I with my own thoughts will explain my my thought visually auditory with smell anything else I don't think that way exactly (laughs) that's why I'm like I don't know what the difference is because I'll look at your plant and I'll be like plants like water that's my thought Maybe they want water and then I'll start looking, I'll start thinking about water. I'll start thinking about how water feels and I'll start thinking about what it tastes like. Oh yeah. I don't think that way. 0.2 seconds. If I'm thinking thinking about like what I want for dinner, I want for whatever reason, like stadium sausages and buns. I will only think about stadium sausage and buns. I won't taste it. I won't smell it. I won't feel it. I won't like, it's just a single like, there it is. That's it. That's yeah. her thought. <laughs> That's what I was trying to explain to you the other time where I was explaining. It's like they give me a thought and then I have other associated things to it. So if you say, imagine an apple, you're going to start Do thinking about an apple. You have different colors that you associate each of your spirit guides with. Not necessarily my spirit guides. I would have to think about them. Yeah. Why? So like Thinea is like pink. Yeah serendipity could be blue and gold Zarath could be just blue okay things like that <laughs> okay like i feel like uh what's his name um who's the little man that screams in your ear excelsior i think excelsior is yellow but anyways interesting ask yeah, no, i didn't think about it that way ask your spirit guides to show you a color when they give you information well yeah that's what i normally get but only from your spirit guide. So if you get an intercepted thought that you don't know is yours because your brain works the same way as psychic information comes through, be like, you're not allowed to say shit to me unless you show me a fucking color, asshole. Well, that's <laughs> how it works right now. But also my brain still works like that. So like if I'm like, what is the card behind me? Immediately I'm going to be like, hmm, it's probably blue. There's words on it. There's whatever. 
but actually it's a purple card because my brain is like, oh, you want to know what the card looks like. Purple. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> There's still a, like, differentiation of which ones are my thoughts and which ones are not my thoughts. Yeah. Because, so yes, I can, I usually ask for a color first, but at the same time, I can think about a color. Well, I think so it's I'm interesting, though, because which one is which. when you said, look at this card, the first thing I thought was purple. And I'm like, okay, so if purple is the first color, then that should tell her what spirit guide is talking. What spirit guide do you think purple is associated with? Or was I just getting purple because you were thinking that the color was purple? I was thinking purple. <laughs> what do you mean? Okay, well, ask your spirit guides to show you a color first, though, before they speak. Because when you're speaking, mm-hmm. you're not going to see a color. But when your spirit guides are telling you something, you'll see a color. Maybe. Or feel a color, hear a color, however you perceive colors. <laughs> Ask them to do that. Well, I mean, they already do that. But the problem is, I don't know if I also do that, you know? <laughs> so I've been trying to figure out what, f- what it feels like, what I think, versus what it feels like to get information. But are feelings your thing? Yes. Okay. Just not in an emotional sense. <laughs> your brain is an enigma to me (laughs) yeah I I had a reading with this girl and she her gifts work the same way as mine and I'm like oh okay (laughs) because they used her to explain how my gifts work Mm -hmm. but essentially my two strongest clairs well my strongest clair is clair cognizance so it's literally I know Things are going to happen before it happens. However, I am completely and utterly unaware of it because there is no lead up to it. So in order for my spirit guides to be like, hey, you should listen to your thoughts. I get the other associated information of hearing things, seeing things, feeling things, that type of thing. So it's about understanding how that information comes in in order for me to figure out how they're speaking versus how I'm speaking. An enigma. But it's really confusing because <laughs> I think the same way information comes in. It's, oh, plants. I'm thinking about plants. And then I like have the original thought and then branches come off and split off. And they're like, okay, this plant is yellow and also it wants water and also this is how water feels tastes like uh also the plant is green adhd thoughts but they happen in like a flow (laughs) so ask them to highlight it what do you mean like if you're reading a page of a book and you want to remember an important sentence out of the entire paragraph on a page you highlight it in blue you know yeah like Okay. The highlighted part. The issue is if I do something like that, then my brain knows it's going to happen. So like I just told you, if I say, imagine an apple, you're going to start thinking about an apple. So if I say, you have to do it this way, my brain's going to be like, okay, I want information. So I'm going to think this way. (laughs) Does that make sense? That's why it's hard. Because you're like, just imagine a color. Because if you did, if I did that, then I'm just going to start thinking colors. But you're not going to imagine the color when you're thinking by yourself. Unless you just want to sabotage your own thoughts. Because <laughs> that's like self-sabotaging your thoughts. Yeah, but I don't know that I'm doing it. Because it's, imagine an apple. What are you thinking about? you thinking about an apple? I know, but if you're just going throughout your normal day and suddenly someone says, think about an apple, but it's highlighted in red and it's coming from a certain spirit guide. You know what I'm saying? 
understand that you're like, if I tell myself, if I tell myself to tell my spirit guides to highlight things that they're talking about, my brain is just going to highlight everything. Yeah. Yeah. But try not to think about letting your brain highlight everything. Just ignore it. I can't it. do that. Okay. <laughs> I can't help you. <laughs> it's like when I read a page, I know I have to read the entire page. So my knowing reads the page while I'm audibly reading the page. So it's hard for me to read a sentence because my brain is reading the end of the sentence and the beginning of the sentence at the same time. Does You'll that make to sense? Tell to you? me how you figure out how to figure this out. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because I'm way. like, oh, I'm really confused. Right now, it's how information feels is what they're teaching me. Sounds good. Because I can't change the way my thoughts feel. Mm-hmm. It's literally I have to find something that can't change. <laughs> because if you're like, oh, just start doing this, my brain will start thinking that way. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. That's why uh, there's an issue. So that's what I would like. I don't know if that answers your question because I don't remember the question. I don't really talk about my spirit guides individually, though. When I feel like I get information from them, it's like collectively. So I don't have to think about which one's talking to me. Was that the question? No, I'm just telling you to have yourself highlight certain spirit guides giving you certain information. But I don't actually. Oh, well, talk I know certain- which ones talk to me, but it's still the conversation of am I getting information from you standing in front of me or from myself? Is that what you're saying? I'm just saying personally, I don't talk to one spirit guide one-on-one. Okay. <laughs> so I wouldn't be able to tell them to highlight things because I don't feel like I talk to them like during a reading. If someone gives me, one of them gives me information about something, I don't think it's just one of them. I think it's all of them at the same time. So I don't differentiate between what spirit guide is talking to me. Okay. So highlighting wouldn't work for me either. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> is what I'm trying to say. Oh, yeah. Yeah, your brain is an enigma. It makes my head hurt. That's why I have <laughs> dyslexia. <laughs> because it's like, look at this apple. I wonder what it looks like from the other side. <laughs> mm-hmm. At the same time as I'm looking at it in front of me. So that's why when you're like, the left side of the earth, the earth tilts to the left side. I'm like, which side is the left side? <laughs> yeah, tilt yourself. Is it my side, your side? Just tilt is, yourself how it down? feels. Is the earth the other direction? Tilt yourself how it feels right now. And I have all of that thought. Do it. At one time. I can't. Physically tilt yourself how it feels. Don't think about it. Just <laughs> feel the way it tilts and then tilt yourself. I don't know. I want to do it because you went that way. Imagine an apple, Liv. Sorry. <laughs> I'm looking at the butt of the apple, the little part where the bottom of the flower breaks off. And it, I always hate when you touch it because if you don't get rid of it, it gets stuck in your mouth. And you're Yeah. <laughs> now I'm thinking about peppers. Did you know that peppers, like sweet bell peppers, if it has three sides, it's a male. And if it has four bumps on the bottom, it's a female. And the four bump ones are better for eating by themselves because they're sweeter. And the three bump ones are less sweet. So they're better for cooking. Yeah, you, you told th- me about an apple. <laughs> do you think like do you have like a little folder that you open and you're like peppers and then you start listing all the information from the peppers? Yes. I imagine the entire folder. Yeah. I don't go through the information. I have to go through the information for other people. You don't go through it for yourself. You go through it for other people. Yeah, but do you know all of the information at once? Yes. About peppers, yes. All okay. of it at once. 
but I have to I have to section it off so that other people can understand it. Otherwise, I can't section it off. When I get high, <laughs> if I'm ever under the influence of marijuana, which may or may not have ever happened, hypothetically speaking, I turn into my most like simplified self of I have conversations in my head of knowing things. And I will have an entire conversation with myself and another person that's sitting in the room with me in like three seconds. And then they're like, what are you thinking about? And I literally think about telling them this entire like 10 hour TED talk that I just had in my head in five seconds and cognitive thought. And then I look at them and go, explaining it to you would be too hard. And even me just telling you that explaining it to you would be too hard and take too much time makes me so tired. Do a white chop, uh, a white spirit guide. I don't fucking know. Everybody keeps telling me that I got new spirit guides and I'm just ignoring all Everybody? of them Everybody? I had a reading with a person the other day and they, I think a they reading. saw. Oh. I read them, but, but they were- reading you? Yes. They're in a very um, interesting phase of their spiritual awakening and I think they saw my one giant gold spirit guide. So if I have a white nat one now too, I don't care. I'm tired of my spirit guides right now because oh, all I do is about see the, is hawks. The lady with the wings. Yes. And this person saw okay, them. so she does have white, do you have white spirit guide? Just want to make sure. I forget. Well, no, they saw this one as gold because I see her, her as gold. I don't know who the fucking yeah. white one is though. I think it's the same person. I think they're separate. <laughs> I hate you. I don't want to talk about okay. this. <laughs> oh, I really hate all of this weird guide stuff that's happening right now because my life just feels like it's on fire and they're like, here's another that's hawk for you why? to see. You're here's getting other spirit hawk. guides because things are changing. I do think you have a new spirit guide. When did that happen? Three weeks ago. I don't know. You asked me, and that's the first thing that comes out of my mouth. She's a white spirit guide. <laughs> Disgusting. Um, she talks the same way you just explained. You open a folder and you pull things out of the folder. Mm-hmm. My spirit guides are here's the folder. You're gonna have a test in three days. Memorize it. Yours is like here's a piece of the stuff in the folder. Here's another piece of the stuff in the folder. Here's another piece of the stuff in the folder. That's how she talks. Interesting. Because uh, right now you have to be very adaptable to all the things that are about to happen in your life because things are going to start moving very, very quickly. You think that things are moving very, very quickly. However, you're at the top of the mountain and you fell. However, you hit a little like crevice in the mountain and you're going to fall again, but it's going to be farther. Sounds like a fun time. I feel like everything's moving extremely slow, but that's fine. <laughs> Yeah, because she shows me this little, like, ball of white energy, and she pulls colors out of it. That's fun. And each one of the colors do different things. Is she the man from the Lucky Charms commercial? I don't know what that means. (laughs) They're magically delicious. Jesus. (laughs) She's got rainbows in her sack, so, you know, makes me think about Lucky Charms. Okay, your turn. What is the most mind-blowing reading you've ever had? Parallel Universes. Just go listen. I'm not even going to talk about it. Just go listen to the fucking podcast. Was it mind blowing? (laughs) Because everything makes sense and it doesn't make sense at the same time. And every time I think about talking to a personal parallel version of myself as well as my dead soul, because technically I've died and technically I haven't all at the same time, literally just makes me want to eat popcorn until I die in a dark room. Do you have a, do you have Pisces in your chart? I have no idea. Maybe you need some Pisces. Is that why you like Pisces? <laughs> I do like Pisces. They're very whimsical beings. Sometimes, though, they annoy me. 
Because I just released a vlog where I was talking about the idea of mediumship and how everyone's a medium. And someone commented and was like, are you sure you're an Aries? Because that was a very Pisces thing for you to do. And I was like, the reason why is because my Mars is in Pisces. And that doesn't really make sense for an Aries son whose Aries is ruled by Mars. So my passion is literally watered down by a unrealistic water sign. <laughs> so that's why parallel universes is very like easy for me to grasp onto. Yeah. I mean, I get it, but I also hate it. Why? It's the same thing about mediumship. I get it, but I sometimes really hate it. Why? <laughs> that doesn't explain it. Because <laughs> it makes sense, but it also goes against every egotistical thing in my mind. But that's oh. what mediumship is. It, the world is one satirical laugh. The universe is. And every time I am reminded that literally the universe is just satirical, it just goes ah, 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 in the I, back. I, I, yeah. <laughs> At every point in time. So, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, did you guys like this podcast? Do you have questions for us? If you'd like, you can uh, write into us under the extras tab on our website and ask us questions that you want to know for next time's Paranormal Stories of a Medium. Oh, no, you should actually do it in our contact because the extras tab is for stories. If you have a spoopy story you would like to share with us, since we just shared our spoopy stories, make sure to go to the extras tab on our website. I'll be in the show notes. But if we're you... going to tell you a dad joke. Mm. Too. I don't have any dad jokes. I do. <laughs> so, if you could leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, that would help us a lot, and we appreciate it. All of the lovely people that have given us five-star reviews and funny dad jokes, we appreciate you, and the ones that have just given us dad jokes and no, well, actually, just five-star reviews and no dad jokes, we also appreciate you, but I'm slightly uh, disappointed in you, because now I have to look up dad jokes on my own, so maybe next time we record a podcast, there will be dad jokes, but today there is not. So, what's a ghost's favorite makeup to wear? Moves Snapple. Um... I don't know. Mascara. Ah! Get it? Mascara. A mascara. You? No. <laughs> Just stares at her. Okay. Mm, since you didn't like that one, why are ghosts and demons so close? Because they're the same. Because demons are a ghoul's best friend. <laughs> that was actually kind of good. <laughs> <laughs> Unless his name is Damon's. Damon's our ghoul's best friend. Damien. I was also Matt Damon. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know who that is. I just know it's a person. Dude, if I was a demon, I was talking to you through a, uh, okay, I guess I don't know. Okay. Through a dad joke it on the internet? so much funnier if I wasn't a demon, but I was talking to you through a Ouija board and my name was like Damien. But the guy couldn't spell. Does anybody have any questions about that? If so, go to the extras tab and submit your scary story. <laughs> and if you have questions, go to our contact page. <laughs> yeah. Difference. Until then, we are your meta sidekicks. Wow. You're a towel. Your mom's a towel. <laughs>